0: With the tinkling of the ivories, we know that it's time for another podcast. I welcome you back, my friends. It's been a long time since last we spoke. But I am back, and I'm hoping to have more regular updates to the podcast. So stay tuned. Uh, check back in routinely. And together, we will uh, explore some interesting areas of healthcare. And while there's so many subjects that we could talk about with regard to healthcare. Um, I, I just chose that, that I wanted to take up a series at the uh, right now on the curious case of medical research. and Ultimately, I hope that this collection of podcasts are going to prove to be a, a good response to an editorial, uh, not an editorial so much as I guess an opinion, uh, that was published uh, called The FDA's Killing Crohn's Patients. And you can find this uh, opinion article in the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday, uh, December thirtieth, two 2008. Anyway, in this in this article, uh, the author, Gideon J. Soffer, expresses uh, a certain amount of frustration with the FDA and the protocols that, that it requires. Um, I, th- I think that Mr. Soffer's frustrations are shared by so many people in America. But while the frustrations might be understandable, the question I ask is, are these established protocols really unnecessarily slowing new drug development? Um, it's a compli- complex question, and and really requires kind of a, an examination from multiple uh, perspectives uh, before you can really make any conclusions. So I encourage you to stay uh, stay tuned over the course of the coming weeks and months, um, and I'll do my best to to add to the series uh, once a week. Um, I also encourage you to give me a you know, contact me uh with your comments and even your criticisms. Uh it's at winnerse at denison.edu. Winnerse at denison.edu. Hope you find it uh interesting. So I I want the first podcast that's going that I'm gonna fully flesh out is on some generally accepted requirements that, that have to be satisfied before something um, can be considered a cause for something else. Uh and I'm going to lean heavily on the work published by James J. Schlachman, a clinical epidemiologist. And certainly there are uh, there are other authors out there who've published on on causation within epidemiology. I I don't deny that. I just like Schlachman because for the simple reason that I enjoy reading you know his insightful logic. So so that's where I that's where I'm starting. And right now what I want to do is I just want to give an overview of these uh, these necessary uh, these these factors. The first is biologic plausibility. There has to be some reason why we believe that some intervention, that is to say, be it a drug or physical modality or even a surgical procedure, um, should cause a desirable outcome. Um, Biologic plausibility, why one thing should be causing something else. The second factor is temporal ordering. In most typical cases of cause, you know, we presume, of course, that the cause is going to precede the effect in time. Um, the next one is association. Uh, associations are, are simple relationships that develop, it, that uh, that uh, the cause and the effect tend to fluctuate together. Um, then we have strength of association is the fourth uh, phase or the fourth piece of evidence for causal uh, uh, relationships. Um, strength of association, we basically are saying that the causes should be noticeably strong in their association with the outcomes. And uh, the fifth is the consistency of association. Before a cause can be called a cause, it really should have a consistently strong relationship with the proposed effect. Um, and so that's the consistency of association. The sixth, the uh, factor that we consider is a dose response. Uh, typically, with more cause, we should find uh more outcome uh, generally speaking that's the, uh that's uh true Of course, there are points of diminishing returns and there are reversals in this dose response where more of a of a given cause will generate l- uh less optimal outcomes uh but the the way we typically think about it in the in the norm is that more cause should bring about more outcome and then the last one that i'm going to be talking about is experimental evidence that uh, we uh subject the cause to a test and uh, it should hold uh, otherwise we may have just simply been fooled anyway so this is the end of the introduction to the cause pod our first podcast in the series and i hope that uh that you tune back in very soon because i'm going to be taking this introduction, I'm going to be fleshing it out uh, uh, in greater depth in order to illustrate uh, these factors for causal attribution. And of course, this is the uh, this is the first of a series, and the series, I hope, will end with a satisfactory response to Mr. Soffer's opinion letter uh, printed in the Wall Street Journal, December 30th. Uh, to his rightful frustrations that he expresses. Um, And in the process, I I hope we have a a really good time together. I look forward to it, and uh, I look forward to seeing you all or hearing you all or speaking with you all again soon.